When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. We're going to talk rugby now, though. A special guest, a very hard man to track down. Uh, we've been very lucky to get him uh, today. Uh, the the great Israel Dag uh, joins us on uh, Mornings with Ian Smith. G'day, Izzy. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing a bit of overtime. They're probably like, oh, I've just had three hours of that voice, please. Can you someone else come on? But no, no, I'm staying on for you, Ricardo, and uh, going to talk some Wales All Blacks, mate. What yeah. a Yeah, what a performance. Surprising. It was surprising because, I mean, I talked to Hamish Stewart, who was covering the game for Talk Sport on Friday, and he seemed to think, you know, Last year, we had an understrength Welsh team, uh, and the All Blacks yep. won, but it wasn't a great performance. Now they have their strongest team available. I think they thought there was an outside chance, particularly given how we'd gone against Argentina and Ireland earlier in the season, that you know it could be the first win since 1953, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. Look, I was a little bit the same because well, there's just been so many changes. There's been lack of cohesion. We're still trying to understand what style of rugby we're trying to play. Um, our exits are still uh, relatively worrying. We're, we're constantly going back to the box kick. And if Aaron Smith doesn't get that right, we're just gifting opposition's uh, time with ball in hand in our own half. So that's still the question mark. But they, hey, they made so many uh, changes, particularly in defence. I thought defence really laid the foundation for them last uh, against Japan. Japan exposed us on the outsides and, and we lacked line speed, our ability to get up and really pressure the sides. But this week we made those changes. We got bodies in front of bodies and we came forward and, and really suffocated the, the Welsh team that has so many threats. And they had a lot of changes themselves with Gareth Fanscom coming in late. Dan Bigger was obviously a, a big loss for them as well. But they would have had a lot of confidence for what they've seen other teams do and the aura that's kind of been impacted over the last couple of, uh, couple of years. But, hey, the All Blacks, they came through and surprised many. And, um, yeah, I thought Artie Savia, like, <laughs> he's just phenomenal. He's got to be the best player in the world at the moment and uh, just really showed his cards of how important he is to this All Blacks team. I thought the other thing that we that stood out, mate, I mean, we'll talk about Aaron Smith uh, and a few others shortly, but it was just the balance of the Lucys. The balance of the Lucys probably looked better with Shannon at six, uh, Dalton at, at seven, uh, and Artie at eight than, than we've seen all year. Yeah, Shannon at six, he is a must. And we know we've been looking for, we hate saying it every time, who's that going to be that Jerome Kaino that comes in and, and adds that real oomph at, at the sixth position, he is our guy. He does all the hard work, you know, he carries extremely well, he defends really good. He's another line-out option, he's a big man, so there's a genuine line-out um, option there for, for Sammy Whitelock and, and Scotty Barrett. So that, that loose four trio, and I think, 
Yeah, well, Sammy Kane's absence, and we never want a, a, an injury to, to play that part, but Dalton Papalihi really showcased his importance to this team, not only over the ball and his defensive prowess, but his ability with the ball. Look at him when he made that big break. He's got gas. He's an actual genuine ball player, and that's what you want from your Lucy's, not to be one dimension, to add something different. So, yeah, I think we've you've really cemented uh, our probably top lose four trio. Artie Savia, like, just so, so good. Don't even need to quest, uh, talk about him anymore. But, yeah, Dalton Papalii uh, really had his best performance in the black jersey. If Ethan Blackadder comes back into the mix next year, I mean, he's a guy that can play Ooh. anywhere across that back three, really. You get um, Cullen Grace fit as well. You kind of do start wondering where Sam Kane fits in ahead of the World Cup next year, don't you? Yeah, it's a tough one for Sammy. Look, you got to think of what he's gone through in his body. Like, it'll be... You'd be stupid not to be apprehensive when you've broken your neck and you've broken your cheek and and you've had that many injuries around the head area. You know, mm. you'd be you'd be stupid not to be apprehensive when you're going into that breakdown. So there is a lot of competition there. And Ethan Blackadder was um, around the my house last week on Friday, and he's looking good, man. He's looking good. He's back running. His shoulders good. He's starting to get into some contact, and he's building uh, towards next season with uh, with the Crusaders. So yeah, I think the loose four trios really cemented another position. Ricardo is, is the 12 position, and there's been a lot of chat about Jordy Barrett, his his opportunity uh, at 12, and this is his second game running, and I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe that he is our genuine best 12 in that jersey, and the only um, downfall from that is, obviously with Will Jordan out, do we back Bodie Barrett to fulfil that, that fullback role? You know, we know how important he is, the class that he brings, but if all Jordan's fit and available, where does he fit? So, yeah, that, that, there's a couple of question marks there. Yeah, there is. And, and of course, Damien McKenzie, uh, who had a, a pretty mm. ordinary NPC, I think you've got to say, really put his hand up against the Wolfhounds as well as a, a, yet, yet another option alongside Stephen Petafetta. So seemed pretty blessed in that in that, that part of the field. We're very blessed at the 10 position. Yeah, Damien McKenzie, oh, yeah, like you said, he, he probably lacked a little bit of cohesion confidence in that w- Waikato outfit. But he showed his class in that performance, his ability to be able to connect with another guy, Stevenson, who wasn't even amongst the All Blacks 50. It wasn't unless Mark Talia made the All Blacks, he got the call up. And we just showed his class. And if he continues that form, surely he's got to be knocking on the door and uh, and provide it. So, so look, there's, there's still a lot of questions about, like, you, you think before this morning, before England got beaten by Argentina, holy heck, I didn't expect that. But you think that's the really benchmark where we see where this All Blacks team is at. If they can go to Twickenham, they've got Scotland this week. That's going to be a tougher outing at Murrayfield. We know how difficult that is. But going to Twickenham and taking on England, that'll be the benchmark to see where this All Black side is at and if they're able to regain that aura that's kind of been dented over the last couple of years. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to ask you about, Geordie Barrett, really showing some leadership as well. I mean, like, the guy played 12, uh, and but turned up at the back on defence, turned up on the wing to score that try that was like, a, you know, he was an AFL <laughs> ruckman. Uh, you know, he, he, he did all sorts. Of, but towards the end, you know when he scored his second try and he was in yep. behind the forwards giving them a bollocking and, you know, sort of getting in and, and getting in their face and telling them to do this and do that, showing real leadership from Geordie Barrett. That's his, that's his game. I feel like 12 suits him really well because he's a direct player. He loves the physical area, and you want a 12 that's dominant and physical and doesn't shy away from the contact. But he's also also a genuine ball player. You, you know, you look at Ma'a, 
he had that triple threat down packed. He could kick, he could run, and he could set up his his outside back. So that's what Jordy Barrett does, and and that's why I love him at twelve because he's 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 in amongst it. He can run straight, and that line you look at that trial when he connected up with his brother. He was talking to his forwards. He was talking to his forwards, but it would have been easy for him to 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 kind of run across field. But he actually ran in between those two defenders, and that had to make that that last defender make a decision: does he stay out and and stay on his wing, or does he come in? And he was caught in two minds, and so that was just perfect from Jordy Barrett. His directness that he offers at twelve. Um, so yeah, look, you never want injuries to give other opportunities. Uh, yeah, you know, other players an opportunity, and that's what David Harvey has done now. I love Davey, and he's one of my best mates. But it's going to be difficult for him now. So, does Rico Yuani fulfil that thirteen role? Does he retain his role at thirteen, or is there another role? Because Anton Leonard Brown, we know his class that he brings. Does he put pressure on that midfield option, mate? I'd hate to be the coaches having to select that team every week. Well, and then and then if Jack Goodhue gets fit, I mean, you know, there's there's options oh. on options at the moment, mate. It's uh, it's really looking that way. Do you think? Um, Aaron Smith's back to his best. I mean, he had the pressure put on him by Finlay Christie, um, and and now he's had pressure put on by Brad Weber. But it, it looks like he's uh, he's back to somewhere near his best. Oh, most capped back of all time now. One hundred and thirteen caps. He's taken over from Dan Carter. Look, uh, he doesn't look like he's slowing down. There was a little bit of question marks about his running game, whether he's got the speed and his ability to beat. Uh, that first and second defender, that's hugely vital for any team going forward. If they can commit those first guys around the ruck, that can allow their ball players, the forwards that are, that are running off um, nine, to do their thing. And on the weekend, from his run, that try was just, I don't know how he scored it. He, he sh- there's no way in hell, if I was the Welsh defence coach and I've let go of Sean Edwards, and we mm. had a, a wonderful pundit on earlier this morning, Lauren, and she was talking about it, they let Sean Edwards go, and the focus solely on their attack, well, their defence was poor. There's no way any halfback should get through there. Look, Nagy is an experienced player. He knows how to play the game. He's been there in big moments. He's won World Cups. I've got, I've got all faith in him, but it's that second choice. Like, who is our second choice now? You've got Falao Fakatari, you've got Finlay Christie who's fallen from grace. They've brought in TJ Pettinother and dropped Brad Weber to the second team. That is the question mark, is who is going to be able to – because. We, we want Aaron to play 80, but yep. it's tough week in, week out. If he gets an injury, can that second string or the second person come in and carry on the role that Aaron's Aaron's doing at the moment? That's the only question mark uh, about that situation at the moment. I, I wondered whether or not, you know, because if you think about Phil, uh, we've had Finlay and uh, Falau in the All Blacks mix all season, right? And ahead of, TJ and, and, uh, ahead of TJ and Weber. But those two guys, you know, have grown up idolising Aaron Smith. So how yep. much are they, how much in their heads, it's a bit like Wales with the All Blacks, can we beat these guys? Can I take his jersey? Whereas you get someone like Brad Weber in the mix and he's like, I want that jersey, I've had that jersey, I, yeah. know, I know I can be better than this guy. Is, there a ch- is it a change of mentality having those guys in the camp pushing Aaron Smith, do you reckon? I think, I think yeah, like, there's, a, there's an amount of respect there you've got to have for, for the leader and the guy that's done it, the incumbent. Mm. But deep down, they want to do everything possible to take that jersey. And that's the mentality that TJ brings. He's the best on the field every time in his mind. He, he's the most competitive bugger I've ever met. Um, so that's the kind of mentality these young guys have to have. And Falau Fakatava, look, I'd love to know the situation and what the coaches are, are feeling towards Falau because I feel like he is an absolute game-breaker and someone that can offer something different, but there's still question marks over his game awareness and his ability to take a, a game by con- and control it really well. Um, so 
I'd love to see him get a, an opportunity, Ricardo. I'd love to see him just really maybe this week come off the bench or, or even have a start when you, you're playing a Scotland team that, that are quality. And they, they showed that on the weekend when they um, put in a performance. But, um, yeah, I'd just love to see if we do have the opportunity to, to allow him to give him a chance and see if he can take this control and show some experience and some, some confidence in the coaches. Yeah, I mean, it'd be uh, be good to see. I mean, it's plenty of cho- you'd rather have too many choices than not enough, is he? I suppose you know from an all black point <laughs> yeah. of view. What about the hooker situation? Mm. The hooker situation. And I was listening to Karma on Sunday talking about um, Samasoni Tokiaha. I was kind of talking like he's probably not our our, our best hooker, and I was like. Are you serious? Oh, I actually, I think he's, I think he's our best hooker. And he's talking about the game that he's playing. He's, he's doing all the the fancy stuff well, but it's his core roles really none well. I, I think he is by far our best hooker in that role. And at the moment with Cody Taylor, they're trying to find uh, someone because Dane Cole's calves are letting them down. You yeah. can't rely on a Safo Moore and Samasoni Tukiaho going forward to win us the World Cup. So you need someone there with a bit of experience. I think that's why they're tinkering with Cody at, at Hoku, mm. who nailed his role on the weekend. Yeah. But his, um, it was his best, yeah, it was his best performance in a black jersey this year, I think, for Cody. Yeah. He had a really good Super 12, um, but then fell yeah. off a little bit when it came to the All Black season. Here's a question for you, Izzy. So you've got... You know, Brody McAllister, good young uh, hooker. George Bell, very young hooker, but also good. In the semi-final of the NPC, Kurt Eklund, who'd been great for the Blues all season, out outplayed both of those players and yet isn't in either team. I mean, he's only 30. What's he done wrong? And he gives you that, maybe that bridge between, a, you know, a Samasoni Takiahau and a Cody Taylor in terms of experience as well. Look, at, it's it's a it's an interesting one because how, how much do you draw on it? Because we've already seen with some of the selections and for the All Blacks fifteen and players that missed out, and it's and you got to think it's only probably three blokes' opinion. And I think that at the moment, Kurt Eklund's probably not favouring some of the the coaches' opinions and what they see from him. For me, I think he's a phenomenal player and he does every single thing that's that is asked of him. Um, Yes, you did right. Flau Fakatava's injured. What am I even thinking? He's not even there. <laughs> but hey, go get the injury right and uh, and build for next season. Um, but yeah, Kurt Eklund, I think, look, he's just got to keep chipping away and keep knocking on that door. A sophomore more thoroughly deserves his opportunity. He was phenomenal for the Wellington Lions and he's getting back to his best, his running game. His only question marks is his line out. And that's where Samasoni uh, uh, really relishes at the moment. His line out, his core roles are so, so good. So Kurt Eklund's just got to keep knocking on on the door and, and, and hopefully um, you know he will get his opportunity shortly. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, just quickly is mm. before you before you go, mate, the I know you would have talked about it this morning, uh, but Argentina beating England. Uh, David Kidwell <laughs> and Michael Checker, the 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 dynamic duo <laughs> doing it again. What about Czech, mate? Like he's just coached Lebanon over the Rugby League World Cup and then a week later goes to Tottenham and inspires a, an Argentina side to get up against uh, an English side. Look, I love it. I love it. And that's the thing with, with this rugby uh, competition at the moment. Is anyone on their day, there's only two teams who I think uh, are well above the rest, and that's Ireland and France. And even France nearly got pushed right to the end against Australia. Argentina, they they are forced, and whatever Michael Checker does, never been coached by him. But a lot of all counts I've heard is he's inspiring. He, and it just shows kind of the role that a that a head coach brings to an outfit. They don't probably do a lot tactically and technically on the field, but they do a lot with the culture 
the team building, the team environment, inspiring. You go from playing league, a totally different game to rugby, and you, a week later you're inspiring a Lebanon team to go and play Australia, and they obviously lose, and then you go and inspire an Argentina side. They're totally different languages. This thing about that, they probably don't even understand what he's saying. But to inspire them to get the job done, it's, it's awesome, mate. And, uh, yeah, check. He's a special man. Well, the pressure will be on Eddie Jones too, because you imagine going into that last oh. test of the of, of November when they play the All Blacks. If they lose two at Twickenham this in this this series, mate, all the pressure is going to be right on him. What do they do with Eddie? What do they do with Eddie? It's been a long time now. He's been at the helm for a while now, and he hasn't. You know, they're a results-driven outfit, the English Football Rugby Union, and he hasn't probably got the results that they're after. And this time, will probably just really. Get the question marks gone and and start questioning his ability and whether he is the team. You know, you got to have the locker in the back room and and if you're losing against Argentina at Twickenham, that is their home. That is the home of rugby in England. Um, you know, the questions will be asked. So, yeah, well, watch the watch the media. I'll tell you what, Stuart Barnes will be firing tax his way this week. Look yeah. forward to those articles coming out. Well, mate, we're always wondering. We're, we're all wondering what Scott Robertson's next move might be. Well, we'll tell you what, oh, mate. Oh. Don't, don't, Ricardo. I knew you got to bring that up. <laughs> you think his his value in the pound has doubled or tripled right now? I think exactly. So. He'll be laughing, mate. He'll be laughing. Good stuff, is he? Yeah. Thanks for doing some overtime with us, bro. It's always good to talk code with you. Ah, easy, easy, Ricardo. You have a great day, lads, and uh, yeah, enjoy. It. And Dad's come through. Just bit small. Is he? Yes, Dad, I know. Yep. I've got a bit small. Okay, okay. bit small. Have some fun-sized <laughs> bets, is he? It's like those Snickers, those small Snickers bars, not the whole Snickers bar, right? Oh, I love chocolate, Ricardo. You know that. That's why it's called fun size. Good stuff. <laughs> Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.